$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Lovers, we have a very special treat. Um, we have a past guest with us for an update. So if you're a past guest out there and you have not yet received my email, we'll first check your spam folder and second, maybe it's not coming yet. I'm kind of going slowly but surely through all 180 of you. We have guest today, number 151. Fucked in a Hello Kitty tent, Hathor's sex story. Hathor is back to tell us what has been happening since the podcast January 14th came out. So maybe we record a few weeks before then. Catch us up. It's been eight months and a little bit. Before we go there, <laughs> how about you recap your life's sex stories for us in like three sentences? Go okay, ahead. cool. Okay, when you said eight months, I just got dizzy because mm-hmm. that whole time I've been living out of a suitcase. I, know, I, know. I was like, God, has it been literally eight months? I'm like, I'm a cancer moon. This isn't my style. I want to be at home. Okay, one, grew up Catholic. Two, super kinky rope bottom, submissive, identifying. Three, I like linking kink sex art and creativity in the world yeah and i would add erotic photography kink specifically to the middle yeah sentence. erotic yeah with a comma yes yeah ah, okay thanks for playing that game with me I yeah you. Now tell us about the eight months since we've heard from you what has happened what have you been doing and specifically what have you been writing about and experiencing and feeling and tell us everything oh man it's so really what's been super exciting for me is that i've feel like I'm finally stepping into my identity as a rope bottom, as somebody who does suspensions and does rope bottoming for rope bondage on a regular basis. And that is so fun. And it's something I've dreamed about and wanted for a long time, started right before the pandemic, and then it all shut down. And so now I'm like re-blossoming into that. And that has unleashed this whole other side of my creative expression as a writer. Mm. So my main tying partner I met on FetLife, which is a fetish website. If anyone's Facebook for kinksters. Yes. When I first encountered FetLife, it felt like walking into a party where there were like a lot of like genitalia just on display. And I was like, okay, so that's the party we're at. The things are happening here that I want to involve myself with. But what I've done now is I went out to like the back patio at the party where it's not quite so loud. And that back patio I'm equating to, there are some amazing bloggers on there, people who are writing kinky posts that are engaging in discussion with people and also amazing kinky photographers who are able to post freely and not worry about censorship for body parts. So that has unleashed the side of me where I've been documenting my rope journey, my rope process. And it's been so fun. And I've been discovering that for me, erotica writing is most easily flows when it is nonfiction. 
So it's kind of like gently embellished journal entries, basically yeah. like documents of what happened. And yeah, it's been really, that's been really fun. And oh, wait, wait, you embellished the mind that he's accurate as No, no, no. Oh, no. I mean, the embellished in terms of like For people. adding details, mm. like getting into the mm. texture. No, it's okay. completely true. <laughs> I like to fill in the, the, all the corners of the painting. What I'm excited for you to share on this is that you're getting a lot of engagement and community, and it's the kind of community I've been seeking, and so it sounds like it's a safe space for all of this to happen, which is a very different narrative from the Fet life that I've heard about and all of the just, like, random fear I have, and then my visual overload when I look at that dark page of hard to look at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about, I didn't really plan anything to say for this, but I was thinking back patio at FetLife, because I always just feel like the back patio at the party is the safe place for the introverts to go and have the deeper conversations that I'm more interested in. It's a little quieter, it's less stimulating, and that really describes my experience. Where we can so, marshmallows. Yeah, we can roast marshmallows. Yeah, it's like, that's where all the fun stuff or is happening. where the hot tub is there as well. Yeah, and if you... Where I can smoke weed. Exactly, like all the stuff you really want to do is at the back patio. You can go into the like, dick pics, dick pics, you can go visit that part of the party and that is fine. But for me, I've been really enjoying the engagement. Like you said, so what I've noticed, it is a very, it's a pretty clunky user interface. And the way that has had a positive impact for me is that it's sort of like, once you get there, you kind of want to hang out. Like once you click over to something, you're like, well, I might as well read this seven minute blog post. I might as well write a long heartfelt response. And I do think that even though it's not inherently vulnerable to go on a kink site. You don't have to post your face. You don't have to share your deepest desires, but you do have the opportunity to do that. And so the people I'm starting to connect with and attract are the people who, you know, post a picture from play and then write a paragraph about it, what it meant to them, or people who will reply in very heartfelt ways to me sharing my more vulnerable or more personal sides of my experiences. And that's where, like you're saying, the engagement. And like, people always talk about engagement, engagement. And I'm like, oh God, I don't, I don't know how to engagement. Like, I don't know what the trick is, but somehow by just organically sharing what I feel like sharing in the way that I want to share it and replying when people answer back, I've started to get in some really great conversations with, there's this like doll over in Germany who does a lot of like bimbo role play who I've been connecting with. There's this Canadian kind of like daddy chick who is like this rad feminist hairdresser who like, there's just been these points of contact with people where I feel like I'm truly sharing myself. And I'm like, yeah, you've seen my boobs too. Cause there's a lot of amazing erotic photography on here. And so it's very personal, but it does feel safe. And I do encounter, I mean, I encounter sometimes unwanted types of attention or unwanted messages. And I simply handle that by, you know, blocking them or having a boundary or asking a question like, what do you think is going to happen from you saying that to me? You know, so I don't like to spend a ton of attention on the unwanted aspects of it. When do you decide to use your energy for the people that are giving you mediocre things? That is a great question. It depends, honestly, because I'm a teacher. I have this teaching streak a mile wide. If I feel like there's receptivity there, my perceived potential for them to truly listen to me, then I will engage with a question or I'll say, Hey, are you aware that could come across this way? If it's responded to with defensiveness or any type of like shitty attack energy, then I just block them. But I have had a couple of really great successes with that as well, where I drew a, I drew a boundary with someone and they've continued to follow me and engage with my stuff. And it was fine. And that's amazing. I know. Oh, boundary wins. I finally so realized good. recently that like a lot of times when I make boundaries, it's what explodes people. So yeah. I, so I understand fears that I didn't understand a little bit ago. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. 
We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I'd like to hear from you. Have any of these experiences led to anything juicy you care to just like like overview about or share details of? Oh, like actual like? sexy IRL experiences. So yes, there's two that come to mind. One is I went and did a photo shoot with a rope photographer in the Bay Area, The Silence. He's pretty well known. He does an amazing job. He's been doing it forever. And so he posted something and then somebody saw that asked me a question about it. And he and I have been tying once a week. So he does suspensions with me or ties me. And that relationship has developed into including a sexual element and also a personal element. And it's been really, really fun to just allow it to unfold. And it's feeding me in all these amazing ways. And it's very energizing. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a big fuck yes, because it's it sort of feels like for a long time, that particular nutrient, my submissive side, my rope bottom side, like really wasn't being fed. I wasn't getting that nutrient. And now I'm like, oh, this is so juicy. It feels awesome. And specifically, can I just say that you've yeah. been going to parties and oh, yeah. getting fucked in front of people and been like your fucking goddess self out yes. in the world. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of I rope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, so yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've been keeping it kind of PG, but no, I'll share that. So a lot of rope suspension stuff does not incorporate sexual play. It's very, very common for people to focus on other aspects of it. Just the way that experience. the way that I like to play in rope is I like to have I like to get dangled from the ceiling, slapped around, and orgasm. Yeah. And that is what we do when we play in public. So we've been to some play parties. I have some erotica writings about this on my Fet Life that document those experiences. My name, Hathor, H-A-T-H-O-R, and there's two underscores on either side because the regular one was taken. But anyway, you'll find me. Maybe we'll just make it copy and pasteable from the time. Yeah, we can make it really, <laughs> make it really, really easy. So that's, yeah, that's been an amazing, just amazing experience. And actually the other night we went to, this is fun. So we went to a party where it's a smaller, it's, you know, it's an apartment, it's a more intimate space. And he dangled me from the ceiling with my feet up and like made me come upside down, which I'd never, I was like, I don't know if I can come opposite the direction of gravity. And we couldn't take a picture because of it's a private party, but 
So he made me come upside down. And the party got really quiet when we started like getting into it, like everybody was watching. And at the end, all these people were like, oh, thank you so much for your vulnerability. And they could hear me like we have a dynamic thing when we play where I have to ask him if I can orgasm. So I was like, can I come, daddy, all this stuff. So they're hearing very, (laughs) it was hot, very specific stuff about the way that we play. And afterward, these people were like, wow, it's so vulnerable, so brave. And I was like, what? That's not what we're here to do. Yeah. Also, and I was like, no, 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 no. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't register. That does actually not register as vulnerable. What it does register as is they're the extras and they're the background in my fantasy. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, thank you for giving me the feeling of being watched, which turns That's me on. You just say my pleasure. Surely. Yeah, totally. It's like my pleasure is such a good phrase for things like that. Oh, yeah, you're right. My, my it's my pleasure. Totally. Yeah, you're right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I was, I was gracious about it. I think I just was a little confused now moving forward. I think I know, I think it's just, yeah, my pleasure is literally that's yeah. You asked a question. What is vulnerable for me? I think the vulnerability comes more in private play. When I get to let my guard down, I get to cry and release my body and make whatever sounds I want to make and know that somebody else is holding space for me to have that because day to day I'm a leader. I'm a teacher. I'm a director. I'm a mentor. I do all these big sister things. So for me, it feels luxurious to have somebody hold space for me to fall apart. So that's more where the vulnerability comes from. Can I share a me thing? Yeah. I'm hearing you say this and I'm just like, former master was always talking about just showing exactly what we did to people. And that's what inspired a lot of my fantasies that I'm doing now. And so then when we finally did go to play parties and was a completely different person and didn't want to do any of the things that we had talked about. And then also when play parties suddenly had that dynamic of like someone has to be vulnerable like I was like oh I thought that's just what we were gonna do here and then we never did and I felt so disappointed and I didn't it's the same way I feel accidentally tricked every time I like hang out with a friend I get along with so good one-on-one like we're such good friends and then we go to a party and I'm like what are you doing everything is different I don't understand groups and I forget that that's at play in lots of places I know what you mean, and I know that, and it, it can be unconscious. Like people switch into a public play I mode. I can't tell when it's fantasy real, or if you actually meant it, or if it was just an unconscious everything. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. But know. I'm so glad that you're having the experience of like a version that feels good for yes. you. But here's my question. Yeah. Why not just do the vulnerable version? Like, um. Oh. Oh no no. It's not that I'm not doing vulnerable. It's that having someone watch me have an orgasm doesn't feel vulnerable to me. It feels fun. The difference for me between private and public play is not that I'm consciously being less vulnerable in public. It's more the container that we're in. And really that has largely for me to do with time. When you're playing privately, I'm like, I can like just fall into a puddle after he takes me down from the suspension and just stay there as long as I want. And like, kind of like get to this sort of like catharsis, like puddle in the floor type of state that just takes time to like really unfold into when we're playing in public, it's like someone's waiting for the slot. So you have to kind of physically scoot your body out of it. But as far as, yeah, exactly. But as far as noisy or expression or having an orgasm, it doesn't feel different to me. It both feels the same level of vulnerable and free expression. But I think, I suspect, I wonder, I I would not be able to not clock the audience. And I wonder if that creates a turn on for you since it's your audience. And like, for sure. You can like feel like that. To me, that's like the added layer. Like that's the reason I would go to a party. That's the reason I want to have partnered sex instead of masturbation only. And you know, it would be so 
much easier if I got off on masturbation, like if I got filled up by it. This yeah. Thing, like if I didn't have to be quite so curious, I would have a whole relaxing life in a forest, probably by a stream, not trying to <laughs> totally. fuck anyone. I would just be like yeah. masturbating on rocks all day, probably. Yeah, I love that. I love that but image. But, but you need, yeah. I could do that as a retreat. Right. Well, you're right. So it is different. There's an, there's definitely an energy exchange. I'm aware of being watched when I'm doing public play and it does enhance it for me. It, it's fun to be watched. I get off on being watched. That's why I like erotic photography. I like being looked at. I like being the star of the show. And also I enjoy what we do so much that I like to share it with people. I like for yeah. people to see it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm having these like guttural, deep, like body wrenching, squirt orgasms upside down in a apartment in Orange County. I want to share it. Not like, haha, look, I get to do this. But like, you can too. Like you can express yes. yourself as freely, like almost mo- maybe modeling being uninhibited. Like I'm not going to be obnoxious about it. We put a towel down first. You know what I mean? I'm going to be considerate and polite. And also I'm not going to hold back my orgasm or my vocalizing or my connection with my partner just because there is someone here to allow that to instead enhance my experience and have a great time <laughs> so okay so that's your first fet life result you mentioned yeah. there was another one. Oh yeah i've been really utilizing i've been squeezing a lot of juice out of that platform one thing is that if something comes up in my kinky exploration i like to post very neutrally in my opinion phrased questions to feel out and see what people will say in response because as a kinky website people are i think more inclined to be open about this stuff because they're already posting pictures of their butthole pictures of their bruised girlfriend's butt or whatever someone with a lot of gemini and water in their charts yeah (laughs) major so yeah for sure so so i posted something recently about period sex i was just curious to hear back from people about period sex and somebody one particular person replied in a way that he was like i'm down let's make a mess that's great and i was like oh okay Mm -hmm. and we yeah so and then we got started talking and messaging and then this past week i reached out to him and i was like hey i think that you should come over. Well, we met for dinner first, but then I was like, I think you should come over. And I gave him really specific parameters about what I wanted. I was like, I want you to go down on me. I don't want to have any obligation to reciprocate. And I want you to like, fuck me really hard. I want to have a release. And also I know celebration. And also he asked, he, that was an answer to a question he asked. He was like, is there anything you're expecting out of this? Is there any like hard limit stuff you really don't want to do? And I loved that he laid the groundwork before we were even physically next to each other for him to ha- have the research to know, like, going in, what am I expecting? What am I wanting out of this? And he also drove 50 miles each way. <laughs> I know. I know. I, was like, I like yeah. that because I'm like, do you really want to fuck me? Exactly. Not like I need to be on a pedestal. Not like we're told death goes apart through love. But, like, do you give enough of the shit to put us some effort, some human effort? Yes. Totally. And I think oh, that's... Yeah, you're going to yeah get more and more excited. Yeah, I think there there's something about... Because I love being slutty. My definition of that word in this context is allowing my sexual self-expression to happen however it wants to happen with whoever it wants yeah. to happen, provided they're into it and provide everything safe and all, all the groundwork. I'm like, if it's consensual, yeah. legal, we both want it. Yeah. Then, and we're expecting other people. Then let's go. Let's do it. Hurt, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Age Keep the animals out of it. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. All of the basics. Yeah. Like if you're if you're in your eighties and you want to do something crazy. I'm yeah. Like, totally. Obviously legality, 18, you know, all the stuff, all the stuff. Yeah. But like, 
as long as it's within those parameters, I'm like, yes, I would then like to be slutty. If these boxes are checked, I would like to be slutty. But what I've learned recently is that my parameters, my personal parameters about someone else expressing desire for me, prioritizing me, making a choice to choose me and acknowledge me as a person and be there for what I want, the type of pleasure I want to experience. That's why it's so on my profile, it says selectively slutty because I'm slutty where I, yeah, I'm thoughtful about it. And I laid the groundwork with this person, met him beforehand, all this stuff. It's like, I don't need some type of like traditional version of weight X, Y, and Z dates or something. I need the I right think, type of pervert to be a slut with. Yep. <laughs> Preach that. We make t-shirts. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your update. Is there anything else you got to say? Thank you. People can find me on Fat Life. Put it in the description. Yes. At. It's underscore, underscore, Hathor, underscore, underscore, H-A-T-H-O-R. It's an Egyptian goddess. We'll put the yeah. URL. Yeah. Okay, lovers. Have so much fun. Creation.place. Creation.place.